Hola Conchitas, welcome back to the Self-Conscious Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Cortez. And I'm your other host, Evelyn Salazar. This is episode three of season two. On this week's episode, we have Megan Warren, a holistic transformation coach. To clarify, she uses a 360 approach to holistic wellness, meaning she uses a whole body approach and advanced lab testing to help get to the root of imbalances in the body. Megan then guides clients on an intuitive holistic healing journey by implementing and optimizing their nutrition, sleep, exercise, stress management, while also incorporating natural supplementation. Natural protocols are used to reduce inflammation and support optimal weight, digestion, monthly cycles, energy levels, heightened mood, and skin issues. Megan explains to us how she optimizes the healing journey and how she incorporates mind-body work through her coaching sessions to break self-sabotaging patterns and bust through blocks to deepen the level of transformation. All in all, this is another step in the journey of self-love, self-care, and mental health, and a new and more positive way to view health and wellness. We hope you enjoy and learn something in this episode. Megan Warren is a certified functional nutrition practitioner who uses a whole body approach and advanced lab testing to focus on getting to the root of imbalances in the body, such as gut and hormones. Currently, Megan is going through a master coach certification program to serve a deeper level of healing, which is implemented through five modalities, mindset, emotional, unconscious, somatic, and behavioral. So before we really get into it, how are you doing today, Megan? I'm doing great. Thank you. Happy to be here and talk a little bit more about holistic wellness. Yes, yes, Ashley. So a little fun question before we get to the more serious questions here. Yeah. What did you want to grow up to be when you were a kid? So when I was younger, I wanted to be a teacher. I loved playing school. I would stay in my room for hours and play even just by myself. And then I'd also find neighborhood kids that would come in and just play. And I just had such a great time. I would get lost in my thoughts and just have you know, just a lot of creative energy with being a teacher. I love that. That's so sweet. Yeah. I love that too. (laughs) Technically, you are sort of a teacher in what you're doing now, but we'll get into it in just a bit. Absolutely. What did you want to be when you were a kid, Evelyn? Oh gosh, I don't know. I wanted to be a lot of things. Funny thing, as I played teacher too, I made my siblings be my and I would print out like homework pages for them and grade them. So I just want to be a lot of things, you know? Yeah. I was very simple. I was very basic. I wanted to be a princess when I was a kid earlier on. And then I wanted to be an an Olympic gold medalist. And then I wanted to be a a, a veterinarian. And Mm. then I was like, maybe I should be a doctor, like for humans instead. And then I hate needles. (laughs) 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 And I... It's not that I have trouble with blood. I just realized like, it's just doctor approach was not for me. So it's all good, but it's, it's good to have that imagination, you know, to think that you can be anything and everything. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Megan? Yeah. So let's just start right off. I used to actually be a teacher, so it's not really surprising to hear that, but um, that was actually my first profession. So I taught middle school students in science. So I love the science aspect. I did that for seven years and then I coached and trained teachers at a district level in science. And so exactly like you said, like I'm still doing that today. I'm still teaching. And that's kind of how I got into what I'm doing now. And I I can go more into detail about that later, but 
I love anything that's really going to get me connected to people. That was one part that I loved about teaching is just being connected to my students. I love being connected to nature. I love being connected to my husband and having deep and intimate conversations with friends and with him and with family and everything health related. So I got certified to teach yoga in 2011. That kind of started my self-development road path, I guess you could say. Journey. Uh, I, I, what'd you say? Journey. Yeah. Journey. There you go. That's a better word. Yeah. And so I got really involved in doing that and I taught yoga for a year and then just loved practice, practicing it on my own. So that's a little bit about me. I love everything health related. I have a really big growth mindset. So I love doing things in personal development to grow and strengthen myself and just seeing how I can serve others and connecting to people. And I also have a fun side. I love spontaneity. I love to just go and do things kind of unexpected and travel and just experience things. You're so cool, Megan. (laughs) Yeah. All of that is so awesome. You literally just sound so cool. (laughs) You are cool. Wow. That makes me feel great. Yeah. And like, kudos to you for being a teacher. Like you weren't my teacher, but if you were my teacher, hands down, one of my favorites. Oh, thank you so much. It takes a special type of patience to be a teacher. Oh yeah, I I believe that. That was something I had to develop because I remember being in college and my girlfriends, like y'all, I would get so pissed off if they would wake me up in the morning and I had like zero patience for that. I'm like, I'm sleeping. I need my sleep. And so I went on that journey as a teacher and I had to strengthen that patience muscle and I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is why this is a, something I had to learn. <laughs> Still learning that. But everything kind of sort of happens for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you said that you were a teacher before. So what made you decide to become a certified functional nutrition practitioner? That's a whoo, that's a word there. That that's a tongue twister. Yeah. And that's I just really call myself a holistic practitioner for that very reason. It can be a mouthful. So how did I get into it? Well, in my early 20s, I'm in my mid 30s now. In my early 20s, I had a lot of health issues. Actually, if we rewind now looking at the big picture of what I know about health, my health issues really started as a kid, as a baby. I was sick all the time. I had strep throat, had my tonsils removed at a really young age. Through my teen years, I suffered from hormonal issues, got on the birth control pill, which is what we're told to do if we're having those issues. And then I got off of it in my mid twenties and did not have a cycle for one full year. And I was not pregnant. If you know what I mean, was not, was not doing anything like that at that time. (laughs) So I was like, what is going on? There's something going on with my body. And I also was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, which is low thyroid. And so I got really into the natural route because conventional medicine just wasn't working for me. I still felt like shit. If I can, can I say that on this podcast? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know, at that time I was doing all the fad things like diet Cokes because I thought that was the healthy thing. Fat free this because I thought that was a healthy thing. When come to find out, that's just a big marketing scam and it's loaded with chemicals. And I had no idea that that was actually causing more toxicity in my body. So on my pathway of, or my journey of taking more of the natural approach, I started to feel better. And then I got really involved with, you know, like I said, self-development. So then I started to kind of 
dive deeper on my journey. And then when I was at the point in my life where I was teaching my very last year, I went through a divorce. So personal life change happened. And at that time I was like, okay, this is happening to me for a reason. And I decided to get the certification during that time. Like what in the world, Megan, like <laughs> going through divorce, I got a job promotion. So I became an instructional coach with the district. And now I'm going to do the certification. Like can I do it all? Apparently I was like, hell yes, I can. <laughs> I love that. Like I, bad bitch energy. I love it. Yes. I have a lot of Aries fiery energy in me. Yeah. I was going to ask you, I was like, what's your sign? Cause I'm getting major Aries vibes. <laughs> yes, girl. I have like five planets in Aries. So I'm a lot of fire. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. So during that time, I was not like the, I was not in alignment with the coaching job. And so I said, okay, I just finished my certification. I can either stay miserable in this job. One, I can go back to teaching Two, or I can just take a leap of faith, start this new career and just have full faith in myself that this is really what is pulling me. Like it was a tug of like, this is what I need to be teaching and coaching people with because we're not given the truth. I feel like as far as like what's going on with our bodies and health. And so I just did it. And that was in 2018. And so what it's 2021 now. So like three years ago, and I just, I'm loving it. Definitely as an entrepreneur, you have your ups and downs. It's a roller coaster, but that's how I decided to become certified. I was like, I'm, I just got that pull. I need to be doing this and I can help and serve so many people. That is so amazing. Wow. Yeah. Have- you took the reins of your own life and just took control of it. And I love that. What I think is like super impressive is that you didn't let a situation define you or bring you down. I guess in a way it helped push you to do what it was that you were ultimately ultimately meant to do with your life. I think that's so cool and so badass. Yeah. Megan, I feel like I just want to be best friends with you at this point. God. <laughs> I will say, this is me being, I'm a very vulnerable person. I, I'm very transparent. And this just came to me, so I feel like I have to share it. But at that time, when I was deciding to get my certification, that little voice went off in my head as I was going through my divorce. Well, maybe this will show him how badass I am. And that was a totally wrong way to approach it, right? (laughs) We don't need to do stuff for other people. Hell no. So like you said, like there was a flame that was lit in me. And I'm glad I just kept following that. Like no matter what the driver is sometimes, like if you feel the urge like to, okay, what's next, go for it. Just go for it. I don't think you were trying to like be spiteful and be like, oh, I'm going to show him. Yes, you were proving yourself to him, but you you were also proving to yourself. Yes. And yeah, like you're saying, sometimes having that little extra fire, sometimes it's needed. And then when you accomplish what it is that you're accomplishing and you see that you're thriving, you kind of forget about him or you forget about what was it that like, what kind of instigated that thing. And you're like, you know what? I didn't need you to begin with. I am doing so, so, so good. Mm -hmm. I needed that to happen in order to catapult me and find out, you know, everything that I can do. Exactly. So yeah, thank you for that. I love that. What is the 360 approach to holistic wellness? Glad you asked that because that is something that a lot of people, kind of like I said, I feel like we've been brainwashed when it comes to our health. When something's not going right, what do we do? We go to the doctor. And 
nothing wrong with conventional medicine. There's a time and a place for it. I truly believe like when you have to have surgeries and things like that, or whenever you need to heal yourself from a certain illness, but a 360 wellness approach is really looking at the body as a whole. And that's what functional medicine is not just, you know, if you have a thyroid issue, you don't just focus on the thyroid. You look at what are the other systems in your body that need support, your gut health, your liver function, your hormones, because it's all connected. So whole body approach and then mind. So, you know, your mind is connected to your body. Your thoughts are connected to your feelings. And if we are thinking toxic thoughts, if we're beating ourselves down, it's actually affecting your health. And so your body, your mind, and I truly believe your soul, your spirit, if you know, whatever you believe in a higher source, that also has an effect on your wellness. Because when you go through those challenging times, it's knowing that you're supported by something greater than yourself. Or when you're trying to serve other people, it's knowing that you have someone has something has your back, right? And so for me, I had to go through that journey in order to find what a 360 wellness approach is. If I didn't have my hormonal issues and my thyroid issues and my gut issues, I would have never wanted to like really focus on my body. If I didn't go through the toxic mindset and emotional eating, I wouldn't have worked on my mindset and also going through a divorce. Like that made me check some beliefs that just weren't true. And, you know, your emotional health, all of that is a 360 approach. Yeah, I agree. I feel like a lot of times people forget that you don't have to just take care of your physical body, but also everything inside and especially your soul as well. I feel like a lot of people don't feed their soul like good things, or they don't even realize that they have to feed their soul and their heart good things, things that make them happy, things that make them feel alive or well or calm or peace. And then they kind of get lost. And that's why I feel like people start going through journeys of like soul searching. You know, that term is because you need to take care of that stuff too. Absolutely. Research shows your health will, like disease will happen later in life if you're not feeding your soul. Like if you, you're staying at the same job for the rest of your life and you feel this resistance, do y'all know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Like an internal, like, you just want to scream. You just want to like uncage the beast <laughs> or whatever, the fairy, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the fairy. <laughs> you just want to let her fly. And it's like, you're being constricted. It also, it also has to do with your mindset, but that can manifest as disease later in life. So I'm right there with you. You need to feed your soul. You know, it's crazy to me because I have never seen wellness like the way you're explaining it. Mm-hmm. But when I think about it, because I actually started, I would say I started my health and wellness journey about uh, actually, to be honest with you, like maybe like four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. And I fluctuated. I've been through the ups and downs when it came to like losing weight and staying healthy and fit. In the past, it wouldn't work because now that I think about it, I wasn't, yeah, I was doing all the workouts. And sometimes I ate healthy, but I wasn't really like you're saying, feeding my soul, feeding my mind, doing that 360 approach that you're saying. I wasn't doing that. Whereas now more recently, I feel like that's exactly what I'm doing. Like I'm doing what's best for myself, my soul, my, my heart, my mind, my overall well-being, mm-hmm. and just making sure like I'm okay in that moment. And Evelyn was saying like, you know, soul searching. I feel like that kind of goes in hand with like your self-love journey. I feel like it's together. And that's also what I've kind of been going through. And I think 
because I've been doing that, I've been able to understand myself better and get the results I want to get. So that's so crazy that you say like that, because I don't think people think like that. Like when it comes to wellness, I think like, you know, like you're saying, we have these misconceptions because that's what society has told us. That's what subculture has told us. Like various layers have told us what overall wellness is and what somebody should look like when it comes to overall health and wellness. But the way you're explaining it, it's so much more. And I don't know if this is the correct word, but it's just so much more human. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, it sometimes you start off with one. And that's how most people start off with. Like for me, it was, you know, with my nutrition and with exercise. And I got to the point where I was over-exercising. Like I was exercising too much. And that actually affects your hormones and your thyroid even more. Had no idea about that. But that's how we're taught in society. Like when you go to the doctor, they'll say, well, eat healthy and work out with no like explanation of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And so that's for me, that's where it started. I had to go through some life changes of, okay, wow, mindset has a big effect. And then I am a, I'm a manifesting generator of human design. And so what that means is I am a very much like, I look at all the little pieces and it's so my personality, like I can be squirrel, squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I went through my nutrition exercise and then started doing functional labs and then got into mindset, I was like, whoa, I need to combine all of it. And then the emotional wellness of me going through that journey. Oh, wow. This needs to be combined. Like this is part of it. And so it might start off like you're just going through an emotional journey right now, or, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, like something with your soul, like your soul searching, and then you might find something that feeds your soul and then it sparks inspiration to eat healthier or to want to work out more because you're feeling more in your element of what makes your heart happy. Yes. I actually have a follow-up question to that. So using the holistic approach, how do you use that in regards to your clients? So how does that work? Yeah, good question. So we always start with functional labs first. And what that means is advanced lab testing. These are lab tests that you don't get at a conventional doctor. So I look into the main lab tests that I run are gut health. So I'll look into your gut to see if there's any pathogens that could be causing Digestive issues could be causing skin issues, hormonal issues. Everything is related to gut health, your immune system, even your like anxiety, depression is related to gut. So it's, it's called your neurotransmitters, how you're feeling like your happiness and things like that could be because of poor gut health. I also run a hormone test lab. And so after I, there's a lot of other labs too, I'm not going to go into detail about those, but we start there. What are your main health complaints? what's going on. And people usually come to me for a physical issue. They're just not feeling good or they've tried the conventional route and it doesn't work. And then as I'm working with them, I hold a container. So right now I work with people, six month coaching container. And that's where we run the advanced lab testing. I give them, or I teach them and guide them on a holistic protocol, meaning we work on your, your nutrition, optimize your sleep, optimize your exercise, natural supplementation protocol based on your labs. We work on mindset and that's where the coaching comes in as far as like, what are some blocks that are in your way? Why can't you have sustainable change in your life when you're trying to create these behaviors? Most of the coaching model or even people in the health field are like, even functional medicine doctors, like this is what's going on in your body behavior. This is what you need to do. But sometimes people cannot continue to do that behavior. There's some type of block stopping them. 
And so that's where in my container of six months, I work with you to uncover what those blocks are, bust through those blocks so that you can have lasting behavioral change. And then I also work with people in a three-month container in a group program setting. So currently what I'm doing now, I, I launched my first group in January and I'm probably going to do another one in the springtime. And it's the same thing. We'll run functional labs. And then I teach every week in that group program. You know, we talk about subconscious, unconscious programming, mindset work, emotional work, all of the things. And so, yeah, was that too much? <laughs> no. Okay. No, that, that was, was great. Yeah. You're out here changing people's lives for the better. And that is honestly just such a great thing. I think like people pay so much money for a, a fitness coach, mm-hmm. but I mean, like they got to invest in you. Damn. Oh mm-hmm. my God. It's like, you're combining like, yes, fitness coach, but also like therapy. <laughs> yeah. Your background in being a teacher, I feel like makes you this amazing, unique individual to help so many people. I think it's just awesome what you're doing. Thank you. I received that. That's really, that means a lot because I tell you what, anytime you're doing something, you're, you question yourself or I did at least, I was like, is this really what I need to be doing or should I just stay comfortable and stay in, in what I'm familiar with? So I feel like a lot of the times though, when people decide to stay comfortable, the, yeah, they're never going to have their breakthrough you know they're never actually going to be able to feed their mind and their body and their soul what they really need because they're just so comfortable in routine and I think that's what scares a lot of people is change but that change is required in order for you to become the best version of yourself and to do what you love to do like that stuff take takes risks absolutely I agree Megan the more you talk the more you just get cooler and cooler with every question (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So can you explain to us the five modalities? Yeah. So I'm currently going through a a certification program to be a master method coach. And, you know, what this does, this is by Alyssa Nobriga. She's my coach and she's amazing. And so what I'm learning is how to, you know, once you have the awareness of this is my block that I'm going through, or this is something I want to work through. The second step is really getting into acceptance of this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going through. And this is what's often missed in programs. And so the first modality is somatic work. And what that is, is body work. So when you feel sensations arise in your body, have y'all ever felt when you're in an uncomfortable situation, like that pit in your stomach? Yeah. Yeah. So it's working with those sensations and knowing that an emotion can last 90 seconds in the body, as long as we allow ourselves and accept ourselves to feel it. And then it can flow through the energy. It's all energy. Emotions are energy. And so as long as we can feel that sensation and we can work with the body, that's the first modality, somatic work. The second is emotional work. And what that means is we're working with those feelings. What do we feel? Do we feel frustration? Do we feel sadness? Do we feel anger? And then allowing it to be okay to feel that we're human. Everyone feels those emotions. It's okay. We've been taught at a young age or later in life that it's not safe to feel some of those things. Most people have and to just shove them down. And what that can do is manifest as disease later. Like I said previously. 
That's the second modality is emotional. The third is mental. And this is working with your thoughts. What thoughts are you thinking about yourself? What thoughts are you thinking about others? What judgments do you hold on yourself or other people? And is that really supporting you? And so becoming more aware of what your thoughts are. Behavioral are the behaviors that you do. What does your morning routine look like? Or when you go to bed or how you eat? And if you want to change those behaviors, it's working on a behavioral change level making those changes last. And then the last one is unconscious. And that's where we bring the unconscious, whatever's programmed to our awareness. Because a lot of times we are moving, like they say 90 to 95% of our day, we're moving unconsciously, like driving. Like we're like, how the hell did I get here? I don't even remember driving right now. Like I just got here. I'm just at the grocery store now. That is (laughs) your body actually doing the work. And that's unconscious. Like when you're on autopilot, it seems Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So those are the five levels. I feel like everything you just said is just such vital information that everybody should know, that everybody should be aware of, because it really can make them the best version of themselves, you know, if they think about all of those individual things. And going back to the emotional one, how you said how some of us or the majority of people, I feel like are taught that certain emotions are bad or wrong to feel is just so harmful to human to society you know like there's so many people that feel like these negative emotions that they feel or you know like sadness fear anger that they just have to push them down and not deal with any of them because society you know we're supposed to be happy all the time it seems like you're supposed to have good vibes only all the time and every single emotion that we feel is important and even those negative emotions you know They all add and come together as one. So you you can't just avoid them. Yeah. They're there for a reason. And they're, if they're happening a lot, they're really trying to get your attention to work on them and to allow them and accept them. I want to go back to uh, the second modality, which, what was that one again? Emotional? Somatic. Yeah. Emotional. And you said like, we kind of repress our emotions and then we don't deal with them. And then by the time we, we choose to deal with them it's too late because then you said like there's all these these health problems show up i'm just curious like is that the number one problem with your clients because i feel like for me that would probably be my number one problem because i grew up in a catholic conservative mexican household mm-hmm. and i was told being vulnerable was a weakness you weren't allowed to be vulnerable so repressing my emotions was kind of a must Mm-hmm. And it's not like I have health issues, but it affected my overall well-being. It affected my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health, spiritual health, like everything. And it's not until I started dealing with that that like changes started happening. But I'm just like, for some reason, I guess my question is like, what's the number one modality issue that you see in your clients? They're all different ways to make change lasting. So it's not like a you know you have a problem with the modality. Just to clarify, like you can work on your emotional health at any stage. It's never too late to work on that. If that's something that, you know, you need to address or it keeps coming up. The thing is, is studies have been shown and there's a, there's a good documentary. If y'all like to watch documentaries called Heal, H-E-A-L. And it talks about how your emotional health can manifest as disease later in life. And so, you know, if you are stuffing emotion, stuffing sadness down, it can be linked to 
you know, lung cancer or some type of respiratory disease later in life, because that has been shown where we hold sadness is in our lungs. And I actually learned that I went to a holistic retreat in 2017 and it was, you know, there were a lot of cancer patients there. And that was one thing that I thought was super interesting. You know, some people who were there were crying a lot and they were like, that's part of their healing. They've been holding the sadness in for such a long time that it's part of the healthy release. So crying is healthy. And so to answer your question, everyone deals with emotional stuff. Everyone has mental things that they need to work on mindset stuff because we're programmed to keep ourselves safe and to keep ourselves in survival. Like back in the day when our when cavemen were around, that's why we have fear. It's because it's meant to help us survive and to be safe. And so it's working on, on those mindset shifts and working on that emotional health that really I see everyone needing with all my clients. I wouldn't say like, that's the number one thing. You know, the number one thing is more of the physical issues that show up later, hmm. which are the gut issues or the hormonal issues. And they're like, well, how did I get here? What's going on? And then we look at those other pieces to connect the dots and then to help them work through it and have more love and appreciation for their bodies. I have never heard that we hold sadness in our lungs. And that's really interesting to me because that kind of, it reminds me of when people are sad or scared or frustrated and they say, I can't breathe, you yeah. know, like that, that blew my mind right there. <laughs> yeah. So the best thing to do in that situation is just breathe and be aware of your chest and your lungs and really send your breath there and imagine yourself releasing that in a healthy way and not judging yourself, not getting scared, but just being with it in, in full acceptance. Wow. I'm learning so much today. Good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I love all of this stuff. And it's just you're like inspiring to me. I also have hypothyroidism. I actually figured that out. I had that last year. And mm -hmm. I feel like I'm in a good place mentally, that now I'm ready to start taking care of myself more physically. And I like that. I'm like that. I'm ready to start taking on that journey. Beautiful, beautiful. So happy for you. So how can one achieve holistic wellness? What steps can they take right now? I'll go two different routes. One, if you just want to start today and you don't really want to have a guide with you, I would say start looking at the low hanging fruits. How is your sleep? Like getting to sleep at a decent time is so important for your hormones, your body systems, everything. So sleep, eating more clean. So eating a more less processed diet, more green leafy vegetables, eating good proteins, eating good healthy fats like avocados. So, you know, with your nutrition, your sleep, get some movement in, whether that's going on a walk outside or doing some exercise that you enjoy. Don't make it like it's torture or that it's something else on your to-do list, but find that exercise as a way to move your body and to really love and appreciate what your body can do. And, you know, we sometimes forget that our body gets us from A to B. And instead of, you know, just like looking at it, like this is, like I said, torture. A lot of times people think of exercise in that way. So getting exercise, doing some type of stress reduction, even some simple breathing tools are really, really good to practice, you know, breathing in through your nose and holding at the top for a few seconds and then releasing like you're breathing out through a straw can really be good to reset our central nervous system. That's where I would recommend starting. So nutrition sleep, exercise, stress reduction. 
And then, you know, starting on your self-care of what thoughts are you thinking? What is your mindset focused on predominantly all throughout the day? Are you focused on things that are negative or focused on things that are more optimistic? Because your mind believes what you tell it. So you might as well start telling it some good things. And then the second route would be to work with someone like me, a practitioner. And that way you can really deepen your journey and do the advanced lab testing. If you're dealing with symptoms, don't go the slap a bandaid on approach, get deep with it, see what's going on with your gut health, your hormones, and someone who's a practitioner can guide you through that journey. And if you're looking for more of a holistic wellness and you want to do the 360 approach, then, you know, incorporating your mindset, your body, also just deepening your spiritual relationship too. That's something that, by the way, I, I want to mention this is not something I push on my clients at all. Everyone's on their own journey. Everyone has different beliefs, but that is something that I would recommend for people just to explore. You know, it's not really something I coach people on. That's not in my contract. Mine's more about looking at functional medicine, like the functional nutrition component of doing the labs and then working on mindset and those five modalities that I'm currently strengthening myself with the program I'm in. You know, I just really like how you said about exercising, because I do feel like a lot of people think about exercising and they typically start imagining the gym, you know, and all of the equipment there and people hate going to the gym, but there's so many ways that you can exercise, like going for a walk, take your dog on a walk, doing yoga, yoga is exercise and that the the breathing exercises plus the body flexibility exercises is really good for you. And there's just riding a bike. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. And those things are things that people don't really think about when they hear the word exercise right away, you know, but like you said, just get your body moving is a really good place to start. And when you put it simple, really simply like that. I think a lot of people go, oh, I can do that. You know? Absolutely. I like that. I love that too. That's such a good medicine, just movement, just move your body, look and see, you know, and this is one thing, like if you like, I can find myself behind my desk all day long and I have a little mini trampoline that I keep in my office and I'll jump in between client calls. I'll blast a song. That's really fun. (laughs) Yes. I'll jump. And before I know it, I've done 20 minutes in one day because I had four calls that day, you know? So it's like, it all adds up. It's just movement. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. That's another one of my favorites is I, and I kind of forgot that it's, it kind of is exercise, but I'll just put on like my Bluetooth speaker and blast my favorite songs and just like dance around the living room and kitchen. And it's like, I don't know how to dance, <laughs> but you're moving to. your body and you're jumping and you're, that's actually getting exercise in. And you feel good after like the serotonin that comes to your brain after is just so, so nice. You're right. I'm going to dance today. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) For me, what I would suggest is I do think exercise is important, but that's because it's been important for me, but everybody's journey is different. However, I do think the number one thing anybody should do is prioritize their mental health, because if you are in the right mindset, then you're going to set everything else in the right place. Like you're saying, like, if you have a good mindset going into it, then you're going to have that mindset that, yes, I can do this today. Yes, I got this today. 30 minutes in the treadmill, no sweat. Yeah. I hate treadmills, but (laughs) I just put on, I put on a little Netflix show and there I go. And then by the end of the Netflix, you know, series, like I've done my, my workout, I did my cardio. 
But I mean, like, there's different ways that you can make it work for you. And if it's something you don't like, then stop doing it and try something else. You don't have to follow one single routine when it comes to working out or when it comes to dieting, because there's also different forms of dieting. It doesn't have to be just like, oh, I got to cut this out of my diet. And I think that's where like somebody like you comes in handy because you can tell them like, you don't got to cut everything out of your diet, but let's figure out what's the issue with you specifically what's hurting you and what's not, you know, why isn't this working for you? Especially because like a lot of people are getting their information from like TikTok videos and Instagram and like these influencers and they tell them, well, this is what I do. You guys should do this. And I know they're coming from a place of love. It may not always be accurate. And in consequences, it could be hurting somebody else's wellness and fitness journey instead of helping them. Mm Because then they're following somebody's routine that isn't aligned to their body or to whatever's going on with them. Anyways, that's my opinion. But overall, I guess we're all agreeing. It's like at the end of the day, love yourself for who you are. Love your body. Just love yourself. And then the process to a holistic journey will be easier. Absolutely. And your body can heal itself. You don't need a whole lot of stuff. It's just giving it permission to heal, you know, and learning what like exactly what you were saying, what's right for you. So using more of an intuitive approach of what's really making you feel good. Yeah. Love yourself enough to take care of yourself. You know, got to have that. You got to have, and another thing you have to have is a belief that you can make change and you can feel better. If you don't have that core belief, if you're like, this is not going to happen for me because I've tried everything else to work with me as an investment. I give a lot of, a lot of tools. I give a lot of my heart. Like my clients are my people. Like I love them. I want to make sure they're nurtured. I'm a two on the Enneagram. Like I'm a, I'm a helper. And so when people come to work with me, the beliefs, like that is something I ask people on the very, very first call. It's, I do a free consultation to see if we're a good fit because I have to feel like it's a good fit, but so do you. If you're investing in a program, like it needs to be equally a mutual agreement. And so that's something I ask. like, do you believe that you can actually get the desired results that you want? And if there are no, then it's like, okay, well, that's something that you, what that we really need to work through is your mindset. And it like, is there a little belief there? Like, do you have any room? <laughs> do you want to get there? Because if you don't have that belief, you're going to self-sabotage and you're going to look at, well, everything else didn't work. So why is this going to work now? Well, everything else probably doesn't have mindset work or the five levels of change in it doesn't have those pieces, right? So completely different. It's like comparing apples to oranges. If you're in a situation right right, right now where you feel stuck or you feel helpless as far as your health goes, your mindset goes, like just start believing, planting new seeds and know that your body has the ability to heal itself and you can take a natural approach. Well, that wraps up the episode. Thank you so much to Megan for joining us. I'm going to give her a chance to shout out her social media if you want to follow her and get started on your holistic wellness journey. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at I am Megan Warren. You can check out my website. It is www.forgivingbelly.com. And if you also go to either on my website or on Instagram, if you go to my link tree, there's a lot of different freebies. Like if you want holistic wellness foundations, if you want hormonal support, there's some general things that can help you with your health if you're ready to get started today. 
And then also, you know, if you wanted to schedule a consultation call with me, that's also where you find it, both website and Instagram. If you sign up to get one of the freebies, then I will attach you to my newsletter and make sure that you hear things that are going on in my community. Awesome. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to be up to date on what we have going on in the Self-Conscious Podcast, such as who our guests will be on upcoming episodes, podcast collabs, small businesses highlights, announcements, and so much more. Our Instagram page is Self-Conscious Podcast and our Twitter account is at Conscious Podcast. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Like always, I hope you resonated with this episode. Learn something from it. If you like this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the Self-Conscious Podcast. We are available on all your favorite podcasting apps. And might as well share this episode with a friend or family member. The more listeners, the better. We post new episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Eso es todo por hoy. Evelyn and I will see you all next week for a new episode. Until then, have a good one, Conchitas. And don't forget, don't be so self-conscious. <laughs>